Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right. It's the 16th inning version of the Beer Show here on Score North on 1500 and, of course, online. We are scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni. You might recognize him. Yeah. He's with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, I, sir. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good. Uh, literally, this game started just a little bit after the time I kind of got to work today. Yes. So it's kind of fun to watch the fact that the Twins are two outs in the bottom of the 16th inning, about to go to the 17th inning, which I believe would equal their not only their longest game of this season, but I believe their longest game in terms of innings sure. in the history of Target Field. So really? that's pretty cool. That is cool. You know what I dislike about having the best seats right behind home plate? Because those are all corporate seats. Oh, God. And pe- no, and I'm go. not saying for me, but when you're watching it and everybody leaves because they're like, hey, I'm not going to stay for... The- no true fans are often sitting right behind home plate. Corporate people are sitting behind home plate. Well, if you see this, the, the, the shot here that we're looking at Fox Sports North, there's still quite a few people that are yeah, there. Yeah, but the best seats in the house are kind of... You know what I would do if I were the twins for TV? I'd say, hey, get some people down there once the... This thirteenth inning rolls around. Well, and see me being the the broke radio guy. Yeah, I'm looking at those seats in which everything's uh, yeah, catered yeah, to. Yeah, like you. you get all the booze. And, and I the think food. I think well, I I I'd pray for a seventeen inning game. Re- yeah, just because then you just get to sit there and, yeah, and, and reap the benefits. Gluttonous. You know yeah. what? I played golf with Tim Cheetah the other day. Former Major League Baseball umpire. What a great guy. It was so much fun. So is that the first time you've met him? Um, I think I've met him because okay. he, he's at Mancini's all the time, right? And I no, spent some time at Mancini's. you've met him before. We hung out after a beer show at the State Fair. I, I think you're right. part of that crew? Yeah, because he's up at Giggles, right? Yes. Yep, yes. Yep. Yeah, so I, I but I, now I spent, we happen to have a seven and a half hour round of golf. Oh, boy. So he and I and a couple other guys, and what a gentleman and what a fun guy, and you, you've met him. You know him. Right? Yeah, a great guy. The stories this guy could oh, yeah. tell oh, about yeah. baseball. Oh, yeah. And the stuff that he remembers. So I have a buddy who uh, was with us, and my buddy was like, did you ever, uh, uh, it, like Tim would say, hey, I, I umped uh, Nolan Ryan's seventh uh, mm-hmm. no-hitter. And he'd say, he was the oh, that was, that was May, May 21st. Not, and my buddy knew, like, the date it was. I remember watching that game on TV because I was like, are, are you... How do you remember this? I remember Tim remembering it, yeah. but my buddy, who's a casual sports fan, or more than a casual sports fan, you know, a huge sports fan, mm-hmm. he could remember exact games that Tim and that had that team had this guy on it and that guy on it. And was that before or after he was traded? I was like, oh my god! You well, sports the, guys are the great. only reason why I know the Nolan Ryan no, no hitter that Tim is speaking of yeah. was the 1991 season. Sure, and the only reason I, I recall that was because it was the same year that the Twins won the yeah. World Series, where I was. All in. I mean, I was completely invested in in that team because they were only you know four plus years uh, uh, from their first World Series appearance. Sure. But that was a fun summer. Ninety one was a really fun summer to watch baseball. Yeah, some of the stories that Tim told, he was like, he, he did a few World Series, right? Yeah. But then he was going to be behind home plate on Game Fives, and they didn't go to Game Five. That's right. So I'm like, ah. Oh. He also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was the first base umpire for the infamous. Uh, Phil Necro or Joe, which one do we have? Joe Necro for yeah. the uh, the Emery board. Really? In, in oh, which I didn't Herbeck, know that. In which Herbeck attempted to step on the Emery board to cover it up. Yeah, to, was, to it, or was it Phil? I think it was Joe Necro. Joe yeah, Necro that yeah. we had. I mean, how funny is that? But what a cool guy! So yep. shout out to him and shout out to because uh, he's probably at, hanging out at Mancini's right now. So shout out to Mancini's. All right, so I want to conduct a tad bit of a social experiment on the show tonight. Um, right. We rarely take phone calls. But I do want to take phone calls on one thing, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. And here's what I want to talk about. I'm going to be off starting tomorrow afternoon okay. for about a week. Well, 
You haven't done that. I haven't done, and I'm I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm literally staying sure. home. I'm taking a week staycation because I want to. All right. And I want recommendations on beer places. Uh, I, I have a list already of some places I want to check out that are either in my area or maybe an hour or so drive. But I want recommendations on cool beer places to go visit because literally I get all of these great recommendations from whether it's emailers or you can't do it, but, 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 but timing wise, uh, yeah. I literally, I have a game tomorrow night in okay. Faribault, a all baseball right. game. And then after that, it's smooth sailing until really? after the 4th of July. Look at you. And Good I can't, I, I said, you know what? I, I want recommendations. So either if, if you're driving right now and you can't call, um, that's, that's cool. Email us to beer at scorenorth.com. That's the email address that goes to both you and myself. I, I want cool recommendations. I think most people know I live in the, that, that listen to the show. I'm a Southwest Metro guy, but I want to check out the, the new, the brand new Chaska Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Shram House Brewery? That's right by the ballpark in Chaska. Okay. I'm going to check that place out. I'm going to hit up the Jordan Brewery. We've been recommended that place sure. a million times, but I'm I legit want to check out a ton of places. I love that Jordan Brewery because I remember that caller because we were talking oh, about right. we yes. were talking about the building that it was in, and it was so cool. And the guy calls up, he goes, "Nope, it's not in that building." <laughs> like, oh crap, that really That's really right. sounded cool. I was I was uh, waxing poetic and being well, so romantic about this great story. It's like, hey, dummy, yeah, it's, it's not, not in that, in that spot. building. It's the one, that it's that down was the, the other street. one. So, um, you, as many of our listeners probably know, you are the producer of the Garage Logic podcast. What I'm going to say is the most successful podcast in the state of Minnesota right now. It does now, well. Right? Yes. It's, it's a really successful podcast. Um, what are you doing next week? How, how are you not going to, you guys going to re- record it? What are you going to do? The beauty of technology, Michael. So you're going to do a couples one day? and Is that um, you are able to uh, mass produce okay. a number of shows. Sure. And then you can release them whenever so you want. So you're going to have some evergreen stories, yeah. right? There will be some really great, high-quality, best-of material, mass-produced, and sent out to the masses. Okay, can I say something about the show the other day? Oh, okay, we're going to talk about that show on this yes, show. Yes, please. You, Let's talk about a show that was removed from this radio station. You have, but it, it's, it's all part of the Hubbard family. I know, we're I'm all just part kidding. of the family. I'm and it's a, And it's a super successful show. Everybody knows it. Yep. You had a gal on who is like 26, and she's a conservative girl. And I had Alyssa, never seen Alyssa Algren. Alyssa Algren. Yep. I, I had never seen her in mm-hmm. my entire life. Didn't mm-hmm. know who she was. I listened to the podcast. You all sounded like 12 year old boys oh, yeah. with a pretty girl in the room. So I said to myself, I guarantee you this girl must be pretty because Joe said, I'm old enough to be your father. I'm like, no, he said, I'm old enough to be your grandfather. And yeah, it's like, oh, and you could see it. He mm-hmm. said it all mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like a, a guy smitten with a, cause he wanted her to say, well, maybe just my father. And it's like, nope, nope, Joe, you're no. old enough to be his. Gr-. Okay. Tell me, but, she, is she something is she smart? Here's what I will say about Alyssa. I, d- I discovered her. It might have even have been through an email about a uh, thing she had written for Alpha News MN. Sure. And the coffee shop story. And I read it, and I, I was blown away at not only how articulate that she was, mm-hmm. but how thought-provoking she was. I thought, wow, what insight. And I didn't I didn't know how old she was. Sure. I, I assumed she was probably in her mid to late 20s. You just didn't. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I had no idea. So then I reached out to her to see if she'd want to be a guest on uh, on the show, and she willingly said, yeah, my, my dad's been a listener for years. Fantastic. So there was that, kind of that um, defensive shield of, okay, I know who these guys are. I know the show, are. they're going to treat me well. Exactly. And, yeah. But it, it was funny. And then funny. she came on first as a phone guest, and then she appeared in studio, and I, and I will say this, and I, I've even told her this sure. in person, She's going to be a media star. Yeah, I think so. She's already appeared, I believe, on, been on Fox News, Fox News, yeah. Tucker Carlson show. It just because it's so rare to get that kind of insight from that generation with that line of thinking. Sure. If that makes so, sense. You didn't ask her what kind of beer she liked. I didn't even hear those important that's, questions. You know what? That's a good point. You didn't, you didn't even say, hey, by the way, do you know I have a major radio show right. that's been going the on? The most the beer, successful, successful beer, beer show, show in the state in of Minnesota. The Twin Cities. I, you never even once said that, but because yeah, I'm right. sure she drinks beer. If that she, if she doesn't drink beer, something's wrong with America. Right, exactly. Right? Uh, but yeah, no, she, and she's a great follow on Twitter. Um, and, uh, and say her name one more time. Alyssa Algren is her name. Alyssa Algren. And yeah. uh, she did just develop her own website that launched, I believe, Monday. Um, but she she she's a really good follow, and she's a great writer. Yeah. She really, really is. All of her 
And, and again, the the definition to me personally of a great writer is even if I don't agree with your opinion mm-hmm. on a subject, if I still read and go, wow, that was good. Yeah. I, I, I don't care about it. was well-written. They made great Joe points. Joe's a perfect but, example yep, of that. Yep. I don't agree with everything Joe thinks or says, mm-hmm. but Joe's such a bleeping good writer, I read everything he writes. She did say something that was really, and I'm, this is not patronizing when I say it was adorable, but it was adorable when she said, you don't know how hard it is to try to come up with a topic for an article, and Joe said, yes, yeah, I've been doing it for 35 years. <laughs> yeah. um, it was pretty great. It was. Uh, and, and again, yeah, she she was, and she's going to be, she, she is le- legit going to be a media star. Uh, I do have to share a, a, a quick anecdote. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, um, and we're going to talk to the to the boys from Elevated Next in our next segment, but I stepped in their store. Okay. Um, um, yesterday, at, I left here, I had a, I had a baseball game uh, down in Dundas, Minnesota. And so I, w- I thought, you know what? I don't have anything. I want to stop. I want to get some because you know you you, you got to provide for the boys. Sure. After the ball game, yeah. And so I, you're you're like a player manager, exactly. Okay. And so and so I stopped in there probably about this time. Okay. Man, I was a little bit earlier than that, about five thirty yesterday afternoon. Oh my god, crazy busy. We are in beer season right now. It was 85 now. degrees and beautiful yesterday. People wanted to sit and drink beer in their yard. You legit could not even. Get into the parking. Really, <laughs> that's a great problem. To and have. I thought, well, that's so. I wanted to ask that. Yeah. When you're so you own you're you're part of a chain sure. of stores, twenty one stores. Yeah. Is that is that a good problem? To okay, have? you know, you don't want to have no spots. You want to have people say, "Wow, I'm validating my shopping experience with all these other people here." Okay. Right. Nothing. Um, adds excitement like energy. And if, oh, I got to get into a spot to get in there because it's busy, it's so much more fun to work in, so much more fun to shop in. So I guarantee you, you know, I know the guys from Elevated, you know the guys from Elevated. If you couldn't find a spot in one of their lots, you walk in and say, hey, can Tom, will you go sit in my car while I shop? And Tom would go ahead, sit in your car, and let you do shopping, and he'd watch your car running in the parking lot. Because he's not going to let a customer pull away. He'd just say, you park it here, I'll watch it. Everybody just parks and we'll pull you all out. You could hand your keys to Tom and he'd valet you. You know, it's it's uh, Tom and Ryan. Those guys would absolutely take care of it. And that's what you wonder, too, because I always look at things, you know... um, I, I'm not a business owner, mm-hmm. but but I kind of get I have I have somewhat of a business sense to me. Yes, and for me, I always think: Is there a slow period for beer? Yeah, but but is there? Because yeah. literally, it, it's it's you know we go we we we've done this show long enough now where yes, it's hot. It's Fourth of July week. Sure, they are going to destroy it this yeah. week just because sure. that's the, the season. Then you have football games. But the, and then you exactly. have, it just keeps going. But you do have January. But you have the Super Bowl in January. So you have some, you know, where it's just freezing cold. I can tell you when it's January 13th and it's 11 degrees outside, I'm not saying, oh, I need a summer shandy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, I'm not feeling that. I might have a scotch, still have to go to Elevated. Right. right? I don't know. Seems It seems fun. I. It's such a wonderful industry that we're in, this beer industry and the radio industry, yeah. but the beer industry Everybody about it is having fun and trying to be so inventive. I would say the artistic world of beer is still exploding because people are trying to develop new things and they're knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. I and, love it. And and literally you you almost find yourself seeing something new all the time. We were just talking uh mm-hmm. to Sierra Nevada in the green room. Yeah. They're gonna be a guest in the next segment. Something brand new. Something and brand that's new. just the, the nature of this cycle of, of, of this industry. It's, it's cool to see from the outside. And, well, because we don't have a horse in the race. No, it, it, it truly, the simple fact is, is if you're not doing something new and special and great, you're gone, right? You're forgotten about yeah. in a sense because yeah. somebody else comes out with something new. Everybody wants to go to the new brewery, right? You want to go to the new cha- tap room, check it out. Well, if you go to the new tap room, check it out and it's fantastic. You might not go back to the old one as many times, <laughs> right, right? Right. So it's uh, people are really struggling and spending all of their effort to do great. And this Minnesota is on the map for this. I agree totally. Yeah. Um, his name is Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. Uh, do not touch that radio dial. We will be right back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You're listening to the Beer Show live on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And we're back. Here we are, Michael. Your mic, your microphone is off. I di- I didn't want it on. Yeah, I had uh, s- something to say to you. Here is the beauty 
of yeah. doing live radio yeah. on the show that we have done every Thursday night uh, since. Well, have we determined when our start date was? By no, the way? you know it's funny. I was going to go back and look at my tweets. Don't you? Didn't you tweet out the first time we did the beer I show? Did. But, but do you know 40. how many tweets? It's, See, I've only done 11 tweets, so probably one of my 11 tweets said, hey, listen to me on the beer show tonight. Here, here's my only frame of, uh, my only reference point with the start of the show, and it's going to seem weird and kind of silly, um, but the only frame of reference that I have for the show mm-hmm. is back when, and here we go, Reaver's telling another radio tale of sure. the history of 1500. I was producing uh, Tom Pellicero's show. Tom was leaving 1500 to go work for the USA Today, okay, and then he subsequently then went on to work for the NFL Network. Sure. So I was producing Tom's show at, at that time. In addition to being a part of Garage Logic, I was still on fifteen hundred. And when Tom announced he was leaving, it was around this time of the year, okay, because his his going away party was, I believe, two days before the Fourth of July, okay. And so when Tom left, that created uh, a little bit of a vacancy because he was on from 6 to 8 p.m. Oh. at night. Did we take Pelissero's time slot? So so those hours then at that particular time of the day, then uh, I think we were the first show, then you know the golf show and sure. the great outdoors and all those shows, then subsequently started then thereafter that. So okay. that's kind of what started um, that show. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, well, whatever, it's been six plus years. We know that. Mm-hmm. And I'm in... It, it's been, look at what's happened in this beer industry in oh six God, plus it's years. Oh my God, it's crazy. It's shocking. Look at where you've come with beer in six plus years. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I still, it, it's it's funny when I look back at what my buying habits were oh, yeah. a few years ago and, and now where my waistline is now. You've also gotten, you know, you've <laughs> aged, right? Six years older, so yep. maybe your, your tastes in beer have changed. But, you know, right now, to paint the picture for everybody, Reavers is sitting here with his uh, quarter zip on, with his hat backwards. He's just totally chilled out and relaxed. Well, I can guarantee you this is this is the Reavers that was buying 24-pack luggage beer. Oh, for sure. Right, six years. You still have the hat backwards. That's still that guy. <laughs> it, it, so Tom from Elevated just came into the into the room. If you look at Reavers, and, and he has that D-backs hat on backwards, <laughs> and he comes into Elevated, How are stylish. you thinking, all right, what do we got? What are we? What are we selling him? Oh, I'm certainly not. Uh, You're not going to pre preconceived notion about him. <laughs> I'm not going to judge right. Chris before he comes. I, w- I in. would totally do it. Well, though he might, he might prejudge me just because he knows me. Yeah. The thing, <laughs> well, the thing about the way we do it, and I, I like to make fun of Chris. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Um, but you know, typically what we'll do is what what. What what type of beers have you liked in the past? Sure, you'll you ask know? some probing questions. Yeah, it's not creepy that, questions. It's, just it's that or it's like hoppy or not. Okay, that's kind of a nice segue. Um, more and more these days, you know, sour or you interested in fruited beers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, and then we'll go down those roads. But uh, hey, do you recall? Okay, so you've been in this beer business a long time too. Six years, seven years, or whatever it is. Do you recall any customer that came in where you gave them, because you are the taste curator of your company. Sure. Do you recall saying, hey, uh, you know, Bob, I want you to try this. And then ha- have you seen Bob grow over the last six years of like, oh, yeah. okay, Tom, I want you to try this. I try, I mean, where, where they're become where they true, back and true beer stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely see that. It's oh, isn't awesome. that cool? That's it's pretty amazing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, the, the, uh, Area in Twin Cities as a whole has grown up so much mm-hmm. in this time that we've been lucky enough to be involved at, uh, that it's been really cool to see. And, um, you know, we have a lot of different people. I, I find it interesting to kind of see where people are kind of on their journey through beer, mm-hmm. you know, like... You know, some of us at, at the store are maybe like less enthused with some of the beers that all the customers are. Sure. You know, it just, and we're like, well, yeah, I mean, that's what you like. Here you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't care if they like it, they like it. Right. It, it doesn't you bother know? And so <clears throat> it's interesting to see kind of those ebbs and flows for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, let me reset the table here a little bit. It is the beer show on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. You know, a lot of times when, you know, if you're a hardware store owner, if you're a liquor store owner, if you're a rep for a, a fantastic brewery, you often try to do things to treat your employee, not your employees, I'm sorry, to treat your customers, sure. saying, hey, 
thank you so much for taking us in. This is what we're going to do for you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing here tonight on the beer show. Okay. Do you want to know why? Uh, how are we going to do that? We are doing the first ever commercial free oh, beer oh, show here. This is so great. Score North. That's the level of dedication do. we have. Does it have anything to do with the technical difficulties we're having? Absolutely it does. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> and didn't that's know. why we have come in and said, dang it, we owe it to the the listener to do to a completely do a, commercial free six o'clock hour here you're on do Score the North. Whole hour. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I've, marathon, right? I've never gone to commercial because Reaver said, hey, we're going to commercial. And then I've never gone to commercial and said, we're instantly back from no going to commercial. <laughs> well, we kind of did it on last week's episode because because of the NBA yep, draft, yep. we were only in podcast form. Sure. Or, well, I guess when we did the show, we were yeah. only in podcast form. So that was kind of cool. It was our first time really ever doing it. You know what it did? Prepared us for tonight. It did. Wow. So one of the things, I know, Tom, you're going to introduce our guests, but I think it's really important to talk about the OGs of the world, yes. right? And I think we have one of the OG OGs of the world in here. Can for you sure, yeah. Friend of the beer show, friend of ours at the store, someone we've been working with for uh, quite a while now. Steve Cregan is here from Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So I do need to ask, because Michael has been raving about this sample that you poured out. Mm-hmm. I, I I caught a little bit of the aroma. <laughs> what in heaven's name is this? Uh, I brought in a selection from what we refer to as our Trip in the Woods series. Okay. Uh, it's part of our barrel aging program. Um, so what you're drinking is a goza uh, brewed with lime and agave aged in tequila barrels. Wow. This it's is off yeah. the charts good. You, you, you are raving about this. I, not all the time do I dig, drink a beer and go, whoa, whoa. That's something different. This was absolutely something yeah, it's, different. It's subtle, but there's a lot going on to mm-hmm. it also. Well, and it works, too. You know, it's not only different, but it works. It's, and it tastes, you know, amazing, like these flavors coming together. I'm. I, this is kind of reinforcing for me. I was talking a little bit, like, the tequila barrel is really interesting as you kind of move forward and you've had a lot of different uh, kinds of barrel-aged beers. It's now you're trying to kind of tell the difference and what works best with these different barrels. It's kind mm-hmm. of cool. I think that's kind of along the lines of what's happening with the trip in the woods. Yeah, and and this specific beer, you know, having the the goza as as the base beer, slightly tart, a little bit of saltiness to it, plays really well with the with the tequila. So, can I ask a really really stupid question? <laughs> no stupid question. All right. yes, there is. <laughs> so, in the years in the years that I've gotten to know this particular industry with with and especially with barrel aging, which I'm a huge fan of, I, especially not maybe not this time of the year, mm. but in the fall especially. I mean, barrel aging beer, it's I've really become a fan of that. Why is it that tequila barrel aging beer isn't nearly as in vogue as some of the others, especially, you know, whiskey and what, what, whatever else. Why, why is that? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of this, the barrel aging stuff started with um, bourbon barrels and, and whiskey barrels yep. um, because a lot of the beers that brewers started throwing into barrels were big Russian imperial stouts okay. and, and beers that paired very well with the flavors that the uh, that the bourbon and, and the whiskey were going to impart, you know, vanilla, oak, um, you know, it, it just played well with with that style of a beer. Um, but you know, now uh, we recently built uh, a barrel aging facility offsite, and we've got two uh, masterminds who are basically they're just mad scientists, mm-hmm. and we give them beer, we give them barrels, and they go around and they start blending stuff and 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 playing with the beers and. Looking for um, different crazy combinations to come up with. Um, we've done IPAs in tequila barrels. Um, the the Hoptimum we were just drinking, we had one of those out at the brewery last year that we had done in a tequila barrel, oh, yeah. um, and that was that was unique. Uh, <laughs> can, can, uh, can, they don't always work. Yeah, can uh, tequila barrels be used more than once? Like a, you know, some some single aged barrel aged bourbon things can't be in the same barrel year after year after year, right? That's a good question. Yeah, so maybe yeah. it's a little easier that to say. Boy, hey, Mike, you a, gotta, that's a good well, question. Well, you know, because it, it may be that you can use that <laughs> thing so that that it's cheaper to get old tequila barrels, potentially. You know, who knows? It, definitely, although I don't know that they're they're around as much. Although tequila's getting huge, right? I mean, well, yeah, but like, I mean, a lot of it's silver. Sure. Not being aged at all. Yeah. And a lot of it's happening outside of the U.S. Yeah. So you got to send so these things ship them in, up. into uh, and deal with 
customs or whatever. Let me give um, you a little story about Sierra Nevada, right? Oh, wow. So if I'm not mistaken, Back it was like in the eighties, right? It was in the eighties, kind of when you started Sierra Nevada, 1980 uh, something. Yeah. Something Same like as no, 1980. 1980. Okay. Yeah, so 1980. So I was a little younger. I couldn't drink in 1980, but I was soon to start drinking. <laughs> if you walked into a bar, probably in the mid nineties, when you guys started to get nationwide, I don't know when that was exactly. And you saw a sign on the wall that said Sierra Nevada. You went, Oh my God, these guys have the most progressive, interesting beer choices <laughs> mm-hmm. that you could get. I mean, that, that was it, Tom. Yep. I mean, that was, you could get Sierra Nevada and a Heineken and, you know, a still a MGD. That was like the world's best beer list. Mm-hmm. And how do you still compete for that feeling of when people walk in and see a Sierra Nevada neon on the wall, people say, Oh my God, they still have the best of the best craft brewery here. How do you compete with that now? Well, it's 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 funny to kind of bring it bring it back to what you first said, you know, about kind of being being like the OGs. One of my favorite stories that that Ken Grossman, our, our owner and, and founder, uh, tells is trying to sell our pale ale back mm. in 1980 and, and how it was blowing people's minds because of how hoppy it was, sure. um, and it just it. Nobody had ever had anything like that before because people were drinking uh, what, what we jokingly referred to as beer-flavored beer mm-hmm. or, or yellow fizzy beer, um, here, here in America at least. Um, and, and then you look at like pale ale by today's standards, and it's one of the most sessionable craft beers out there. Um, but it's, it's me and Tom were talking about it back in the green room. It's, it's a constant struggle to kind of figure out what the consumers are, are going to want next. Um, we came out with a brand called ha- Hazy Little Thing uh, Ooh, IPA yeah. last year. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, building brands is, is really hard right now because there's a lot of stuff for consumers to purchase out mm-hmm. there. Um, and with this specific brand, it's the, the flavor profile, the price is right. Um, we've done a good job getting it out in, in specific high uh, uh, high target retailers. Do you call and, them some other series, or do you do you break them off from Sierra Nevada somewhat? Like like uh, Summit has their Unchained series, so you know you're drinking something different from Summit. Yeah, so we've got um, I, I brought in some Optimum in, into the green room. That's part of our high altitude series. Okay, um, it's almost like a seasonal program um, where we do Bigfoot barley wine in the spring. Um, that was actually our first seasonal brewed back in 1981, and if you've ever had that beer, it is a big hoppy a barley big wine. One, yeah, for really? sure. Uh, okay. And then right now in the summertime, we're doing Hoptimum, which is a triple IPA, um, very very delicious. Doesn't drink like it's ten and a half percent alcohol. Triple it's IPA a sneaker on you, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some in there for you okay. for after the show. <laughs> okay, uh, and then and then you've after got that, my interest. <laughs> and then when the weather starts to cool down, we roll into uh, Narwhal, which oh. is our 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 big stout. Yeah. Big and those style. are all the Alpine series. Is so high, 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 excuse altitude. me, high, yeah. High, is high, that high settled? Is that is that ready for the air? The narwhal news, or that's still a little subtle. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, well, let's get past that. <laughs> I, well, I will say <laughs> that uh, we, I think, I, I know that we still have some of the uh, trip in the woods, Bigfoot, the barrel aged Bigfoot at our stores. Yeah, and that one is uh, that one's really cool because what our 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 mad scientists in the in the barrel aging room did was they took uh, five different years of Bigfoot that had been aging for different time periods in in bourbon barrels and then blended them together mm. to to what's what the liquid is in that yeah, beer. That's really cool. Um, so almost the way that a uh, a master distiller would blend different barrels of, of bourbons to create that specific blend. That's kind of what they did with that. Where so so that do you beer? call it a five, four, three, two, one aged beer? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. You it's can a have cuvee, that. right? So, that's the thing. I, I, yeah. It just a, it's a, anyways. Go ahead. Right. So I, I here's what I want to get at. Um, even if you don't know the answer, just just give your best guesstimate as to as to how it. Confidence how, is as important. That's as, the, well. That's just yeah, it because I, here's here's my. Gen- I, I really don't know a lot. It's I just say a lot of things confidently. There you go. But here's my general curiosity. Um, it relates to barrel, the barrel aging process with breweries. What What is different between barrel aging it in bourbon barrels, whiskey barrels, and tequila barrels? Or is it really all, really not all that different between the three? Different house. I, well, be, from a time standpoint, from an aging standpoint, I, I, I'm, I'm generally curious if there is any difference whatsoever. I, I mean, it all just depends on what the brewers want to do with the beer. I mean, there's, you know, there's beers out there that call themselves bourbon barrel beers that literally just kind of slide through a bourbon barrel and, and come right out the other side. <laughs> okay. And then there's beers that sit in, you know, bourbon barrels for five, six, seven years. 
um, and then really take that take on the, the flavors. But when you're a brewer and you're a tech, because with tequila, like I said, it, it's it it seems that with tequila barrels, it's it's usually a little bit different just because people haven't necessarily perfected it, even though. I've heard good things about the one that you guys have here. So it, it, is it a different animal in that you you have to, it's got to hold so long? I'm just, I'm just generally curious. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a temperature controlled warehouse with, um, big racks, a ton of barrels it's filled another, with beer. It's another lever that the brewer has. You know, it's another yeah. knob that they can twist. You know, if they want it a little bit longer, I think generally to your point, like the tequila beers will be in there a little bit less than something a lot bigger because you're, starting with a lighter beer sure. to to begin with. So you don't want to actually make that all tequila. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. making it tequila. Uh, you just want that to accent the beer. So. Got it. And to Tom's point, too, <laughs> as they're walking this warehouse, they're you know pulling little nails out of the side of these barrels and, and testing the beer sure. as they're aging and then marking that on the side of the thing. And that's either, either, yeah, this is good to go or... Or hey, this could take a you know a little bit more flavor. That, for... That's kind of both my dream job and my hell job. Comes <laughs> out, hey, keep drinking beer all day long. <laughs> keep drinking really, high ABV, beers. yeah, high ABV beers. That some of them are going to be ready, some of them are going to not be ready. And oh, by the way, they're going to be at sixty degrees or fifty-eight degrees, whatever cool temp you have sitting there. That'd be a hard job to. Uh, Got all maybe they're just spitters, right? Self self control, yeah, that could be too. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't have to have nine beers a day. Sierra Nevada, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated to Beer Wine and Spirits. Two tastings this weekend, this Friday from five to seven p.m. at the South Minneapolis location, uh, which is at uh, Hiawatha and Forty Second. That's my store. And uh, this Saturday from three to five p.m. at the uh, Wiper Lake location, Highway sixty one, Fourth Street, downtown Wiper Lake. You get to sample. Fantastic beer from a fantastic brewery, and you get to do it for free. Yeah, shout out to the uh, White Bear Lake uh, Class of '99. They can swing back. That's their store. Yes, mm-hmm. up in White Bear Lake. We we just did our twentieth. Was it fun? Wow. Was oh, everybody God. in bed by ten thirty? Amazing. I, <laughs> I saw a few pictures of some night owls. Attaboy. but... Uh, it was funner than I uh, than I imagined it would be. Uh, I mean, you're married, but did anybody rekindle something where you're like, oh where you look and you're like, I remember Jenny from high school. She's looking where great. Where are they going? I didn't see any of that. Mine was a complete and utter hookup fest As for show? twenty. It was unbelievable. I'm like, my God, you have your wedding. Your husband's over there. What do you do? Get your tongue out of his mouth, you wow. dork. Hey, it yeah, was horrible. I guess your high school was a little more adventurous than mine. Poor slutty. <laughs> Sand. Progressive. Yeah, progressive. <laughs> well, we took a wild left turn. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, but ba- back, to the, uh, back to the lesson at hand. See what I did there? I did. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, back to the beer. So with, with Sierra Nevada, one, one thing I wanted to get to, knowing that you were going to be on tonight, and one of, the, one of the really cool things that I thought you guys did as a brewery was with the the wildfires in California yeah. this last year because that's everything that I love about what this industry is is, is about and Sierra Nevada because give me the timeline from last year for the, for the California wildfires was it late fall into into the early part of winter whatever yeah. it was yeah it was late late summer kind of into but into you late guys fall. stepped up in such a huge way to just accommodate that entire area of California and I I legitimately saluted you guys from from across the country yeah it was <clears throat> it it was the deadliest wildfire in in California history um, it affected over sixty families of ours that that work at the brewery yeah. Um, and, and so, it, yeah, it was it was near and dear to to Ken to take care of these people, um, and it, it it all kind of started with just a small idea. You know, how how can we f- raise some money? Um, you know, Ken went out after these these wildfires and basically took took down the hop fields, um, went out and rented sixty plus FEMA trailers for all these families, so they had somewhere to to call home, just somewhere I mean, these, to go. Yeah, these yeah. people lost everything. Um, and it started with a small idea. Hey, let's brew this. Uh, we'll brew this beer. We'll donate the proceeds to this wildlife uh, relief fund, or what? Well, excuse me, wildfire relief fund. Um, and it will get a few of our our buddy brewers on hand as well, and uh, and kind of see where it goes from there. Uh, and so what they did is is Ken created this recipe, and we sent a letter uh, across the U.S. to basically every brewer across the U.S. Our goal was. To raise a couple million dollars, mm-hmm. help these families get, kind of get back on their feet. 
Um, and, and it, it blew up from there. Uh, I, we had something like uh, close to 20 local breweries here in Minnesota participate. Um, just saw the surly numbers. It was well over $30,000 that those guys raised wow. from, from helping wow. us out with that. So when you say participate, did they brew a beer that you had given them? Or Excuse what? me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the idea behind it was we were working with malt suppliers and, and hop farms and we were donating, um, we were getting them to donate the, the hops and the malt mm-hmm. to, to the breweries. Um, and we were asking of the breweries to donate their time and their water um, to brew these beers and then to put them on in their tap room. And then um, it, it'd be one United Brew beer brewed by well over a thousand breweries That's so nationwide cool. at the same wow. time, all raising money for this, you know, this one wildfire relief fund. Um, and it, it ended up raising a little bit over $15 million. Holy buck. That's truly incredible. Wow. I mean, I, I remember reading, I mean, th- these were gigantic news stories at the time. And uh, the other show that I work on, we, we, we had kind of a personal connection um, with that story. And, and it just, just following it from afar, it was one of those moments where, yes, it was a horrifically tragic story. But you got to just look back and say, wow, you know what? We things might not be as bleak as we think, you know, from There's time hope to for time. Humanity. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that's exactly what it was. It was hope for humanity. And I I, I really commend you guys because it was an awesome story. Yeah, thank you. It um yeah, it was it's 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 really cool. It's 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 hard to talk about and not even get choked up a little bit about sure. it. I'm not even you know, I don't even live in California, but knowing But knowing um, people that do. Yeah, knowing the employees out there that, that I talk, you know, over the phone with on a daily basis who who had nothing or or you know, if I was telling yeah. Tom somebody's parents were kind of right on the the edge of the fire, and their garage had burnt down, and so all they were getting was insurance money to rebuild their garage, and their house is overlooking a a demolished town. Sure, you know, yeah. and it's just it, yeah, but we, destroyed. we know You're what California will do; they'll rebuild that back up yep. as fast as they possibly can. They have no choice because people need to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, people aren't going to move out of that area because of the wildfires. They just won't. It's too beautiful, right? Right. It's yep. just too beautiful. It's a reading those stories and hearing the. Oh, there's the wildfire. Everything's okay. To you need to leave right this second, or mm-hmm. you're going to die. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, you know, a, f- I, a football field per second at its peak. It yeah, was burning. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't imagine that. Can't imagine it. Anyway, so again, uh, is, is there still uh, an effort being made for people if they want to donate in that in that regard, um, or, or 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 has that campaign closed? No, there is. Um, I'd, I'd have to look up the specific. Sure, but if I'm we, sure if, if you we went to on a break, I could look Sierra it up. Nevada's but, uh, website, you, know. you can find it. You just send but, yeah. a check to Steve. He'll get yeah, it. if, if you look up, um, you know, Sierra Nevada Resilience um, IPA, there's there's a website out there. Cool. It'll, you know, Google that. It'll it'll get you to it. So did Surly sell Sierra Nevada Resilience, or did they say it was? Surly's resilience by Sierra Nevada. How did they do that at their tap? Yeah, so it, it Good was. Question. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So it was. Um, Resilience. It was it was a tap handle that we had given them. Okay, and so it was um, Butte County Strong Resilience Wildfire. Very cool. Um, okay, and so that's kind of was just the generic of the of the tap handle. Sure, I think it would have been. Um, there's something great validity you get from being with the best, right? And if Sierra Nevada said, "Hey, we're doing this," and they threw the word Sierra Nevada on there, I'd have that in my tap room, and I'd say, "Yeah, we partnered with the you know mm-hmm. one of the biggest craft brewers." OGs in the world. I mean, yeah, and, and I mean, the cool thing is, is you're getting, you know, one of the pioneers of IPA, Ken Ken Grossman is is giving you a an IPA recipe sure. that that you can then use afterwards <laughs> yeah, to brew yeah. a beer. I mean, it's it's yours once we hand it out there. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really great. You know, that's an interesting question. How different? And you guys may not be the guys who know this, but how different is one person's IPA mix? You know, if I wanted to make um, cupcakes. We're going to use kind of the same stuff, uh-huh. right? But I know there's, you can, you know, a little bit too much of this and the cupcakes are wrong, right? I mean, how, how, how different are brews for IPAs? There's so many variables. Is there? I mean, it, from just the water, that the was mineral a content question. of the Thank water, you. uh, the specific, you know, there's, I don't know how many commercially the yeast available yeasts there are, but there's, quite a few. Um, and then, you know, there's hundreds of hops that, I mean, they're coming up with new ones every day. So the permutations are endless. And then, yeah, you have your malt. I mean, you can tweak that a little bit. You also have something that people don't think about is the equipment that, that they're, you know, you're using. Mm -hmm. Obviously the Sierra Nevada is, is, is brewing beer on a very different uh, system than a small local brewery will Mm -hmm. be. So you have different uh, needs or or different uh, production processes for the, for the scale of your brewery. And then you have the whole, 
chemistry behind the brewing process also. You know, slight temperature changes or or boiling the hops for a little bit longer is going to bring out a little, you know, more bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so there's all these, yeah. Yeah, I really had yeah. a thousand different tasting resilience beers. You know, they all. I, I had some different tasting ones. I'll oh, tell you really? That. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, right. all a little bit different. Oh, that's kind of funny. That's yeah. cool. To, cool Let me expand on that. So let's say, uh, off the top of your head, how many different ingredients would be in one specific, very simple based IPA? Are we talking about 50, 10, 10, 20, 35? How many different ingredients? Well, that's, I'm, I'm getting the, to a grander right question. About. Yeah, you have four. Yeah. Yeah, four. Okay, so four different four different basic uh, components to a basic IPA, and mm-hmm. we don't, you know, how, so you're saying out of those four, we could legitimately result in what thirty five different styles of IPA out of that one. Oh, yeah. what, what is that number? Off the top uh, of your thousands, head. really? I mean, yeah. there's thousands okay. of types of yeast, sure. right? Yep. And then there's so many different hops, and there's okay, yeah. But that's yeah. just how kind of cool and complex that entire science experiment is. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, cool. Well, and you, and, and you yeast know, is like a, it, yeast is a big proponent yeah. in flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how much yeast plays into the the flavor profile of, of it just of sounds beer. gross by saying that quit saying that <laughs> yeast, yeast. <laughs> you know what it, one, one thing that um, i was talking to some guys from surly the other day and that surly just opened another lab so now they have two big labs right so they're really wow. investing in in lab perfection and it's you can't when you get the size of sierra nevada you can't do anything wrong you know, a small tap room here can do something fun and unique Mission and really try to hit it. But they, they can't, they can make a mistake because they throw away 12 kegs of beer, right? You can't do that because it could cost you millions of dollars in reputation lost or, you know, and you have to make, I don't know how many your smallest run of any batch well, of beer I'm would sure be. Well, I'm sure Sierra's dumped some beer in there. We, yeah, yeah, we've, we've dumped some beer before. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, qual- quality labs are, are, very important and, and kudos to, to Surly for, for backing that and, mm. um, you know, truly believing in that because I've, I've always said what, you know, what truly is going to make, um, a brewery last long is, is the quality. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the beers are the same from one batch to the next, um, you know, that's, that's going to be longevity for them. And, and we've got, um, yeah, we've got our quality labs out in California and we've got our quality labs out in, in Asheville at, at the new brewery, um, which we've actually opened up our quality labs to, um, local brewers as well. Um, so there was a, a big brewing community in, in Asheville. And when we, we were looking at that site out there, um, there's 20 something local breweries in this town the size of about St. Cloud. Oh, wow. Um, and so we found a site that we loved, um, but ultimately decided not to because we didn't want to be the big guys coming in and stepping on this, this brewing community's toes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Ken got a call down when he was in Nashville, Tennessee, looking at a site from the head of the Asheville Brewers Alliance and said, Hey, we heard you were in town looking at a site. What happened? Yeah. And he said, you guys got your own thing going on. I, I don't want to be the big guy coming into town. And they said, we'd love to have you. So he flew flew up there the next day, signed the, 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 the contract on the land. And uh, part of the deal with that then was that, was that we opened up our quality labs to all of these um, the local breweries with the idea to just kind of help them and enhance and create longevity for themselves. Very cool. So a quick sports update here as we're uh, in the final, uh, well, I don't know, 15 minutes or so of the beer show. The Twins are currently down 5-2 to two in the bottom of the 18th inning. Uh, <laughs> they got a runner on. Uh, Max Kepler is up, attempting to go 0-8 for 8 in this 18-inning uh, oh. contest. Well, do they, they don't have a name for 0-8, for do you? Oh, well, see, the, the, <laughs> it, the it goes from you got 0-3, for 3, but that has to be three strikeouts, strikeouts. is the sombrero. Me, yeah. as, a, as a connoisseur of the golden sombrero, yes. that's four strikeouts oh, in nice. one game. I, I believe I do have the personal record in the city of Faribault of golden so you sombrero. Have, you have the double. This, uh, he's not striking out eight times. And, I wonder but, if he's Max married. I don't know. Because how do you walk home and say to your wife, Yeah, honey, went just fine. And yeah. she did say to you, Just bunt once, you right. moron. Just do something. But step, the other, step in front of the ball. But the other big sports note, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm live texting uh, with my beautiful bride. Uh, William Reavers has two knocks in the Ooh, Carver wow. Youth Baseball game tonight. Nice. So uh, I'm very, very proud. He, uh, Good for him. He he really said about six weeks ago, Dad, do I really have to play baseball? That? <laughs> well, you got to do something. Yeah, do something. You're mm-hmm. going to do something. And it's going to involve not... a baseball glove and a baseball bat. <laughs> so, uh, I just said, you you got to do something. You're not sitting around the house all summer, but even though that's what Dad dresses, wants Dad. to do. Yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the, a qu- quick, quick sports update. Um, Sierra Nevada, the guest here on the Beer Show, tastings this week. 
weekend. Friday in South Minneapolis at Elevated, 42nd Hiawatha. Saturday in White Bear Lake, Highway 61 and 4th Street. You know, we've only touched on a couple of the beers that you oh, guys yeah. feature yeah. here in Nevada. Why don't we talk about a few more? Uh, <laughs> in, what was the name? What was the name of the, the tequila barrel age, please, again? One so more time. It was... Trip in the Woods, Tequila Barrel Age, Joe Gervais. Okay. That's the one I, I set me aside one of well, these by the Well, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to look for that. Dang it. Yeah, really that'll be lingering long. around, but that was from last fall. That was a seller, oh, that was a really? seller favorite I brought out for you guys. So you are the, awesome. The the current is the um the the, the, the vintage Bigfoot, yeah. um the, the blended Bigfoot, and then a um rum barrel aged quad just landed in the state of Minnesota. Okay. Um, so as soon as we can get that out of the distributors Doors that'll be out to your favorite retailers here shortly. Um, I got a question for you. You know, jumping back into the beer, uh, we glossed over a hazy little thing. You know, came out in six packs, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Then twelve packs, and it's just caught fire. I mean, it's 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 crushing. Uh, but recently, we got a nineteen point two ounce, <laughs> and that's a new. I mean, what what are you what are your thoughts on that? These are nineteen point. The- Two ounces. They're a, cool. Yeah, we got a few nineteen point twos from Sierra Nevada now. Yeah, um, so nineteen point twos are a big play in convenience markets. Yeah, um, not as much in Minnesota. So it's your Colt forty fives, your Sierra Nevada. Well, it's, yeah, so it's it's, <laughs> it's, <singular. laughs> it's it's big in um, like Chicago, like downtown Chicago. Business guys getting done with work, they head to the to Seven Eleven. They have an hour and 15-minute commuter train ride home. Yeah. What are you going to do on that train? Hey, I'm going to stop to 7-Eleven. I'm going to get one of these 19 twos for two bucks, two and, you know, three bucks, and I'm going to have a beer or two on the train ride home. Is that legal? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, not that I, hey, I'm not dismissing. I just thought, <laughs> not judging that here. sounds pretty awesome, actually. Hopefully they have yeah. a really wide mouth top because, you know, two beers on a 45-minute ride home, I'm like, Guess who needs to pee pretty soon? I wanna, <laughs> well, and that's why we chose, we went with Hazy Little Thing, which is um, 6.7% alcohol. Yeah. And then we also went with our um, Hot Bullet, which is our double IPA at 8% alcohol. Serious mm-hmm. business. So, yeah, a little bit bigger of beers. You may only need one for <laughs> yeah, the one. interesting. You know, I know that, it, yeah. It they're they're actually taking off in, in Minnesota, it's which weird is cool. Because, yeah, I was like, meh. And then we got, you know, one or two, and they started selling. And I'm like, I get another one. And then. More, and we have like, uh, you know, we have a selection now. You know, if you just want one serious beer, and you can mix that in. Is there a name for nineteen two? Is it because you got the pony, you got the whatever? But there is no silos. Silos. That's the yeah. I don't know. And it's it. Um, you know, people are going to ask why nineteen two. That's a weird fluid Mm -hmm. amount. Um, it's the it's the tallest can that you can fit on a twelve ounce canning line. Without, because it's the same girth. Okay. Without having to expand oh, and get a new canning line. Got it, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The top is consistent. That's yeah, a great yep, yeah, trivia pursuit the, question. Yep. Right. Get out of my head. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no one would ever know that. And he'd be like, "No, it's it's you know what, babe? You know why they make those nineteen twos? Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. See, a we're no dummies. Who yeah. would that impress? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> some random drinker at the bar. Women were interested in. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. like some, some lady. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Right. Yeah, my, my wife instilled a rule at home like five years ago. She's like, just don't talk about beer with me, please. Right. She's like, I just, I don't care. I'm just done. Yeah. She's like, I like how she just says, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Don't you can keep care. talking. I just don't care. Yeah. I'll be honest with you here. Uh, the Twins lose five to two in 18 innings at Target race. Field. That game started. Let's see. It's almost it's well. The rain line too. Right? How many pitchers they go through? I have no idea. I know Kyle Gibson came on in relief, and he's a starter. So that game went about six hours and twenty minutes. I believe they started right around one thirty. Boys are tired stop. too. I feel like you got to just be like, yep. But isn't that we were talking about this before you guys joined us? That's the game where you want the Champions Club tickets, where everything's included. (laughs) (laughs) You just sit back there and be like, I'm just gonna move in, so (laughs) keep her coming. Uh, Although they probably stop booze in the bottom of the seventh. Oh, Oh, yeah. I don't think so because mm, I think they can't sell. Because you oh, you're not okay. selling. Okay. They, they can't sell anymore oh, after that. So you can start a little operation. Because if you go club, to the town... sending that out to the people sure. that can get it. If oh, you yeah. go to the Town Ball <laughs> Tavern, um, if you go to the Town Ball Tavern, uh, you can still purchase beer in there because it's a separate 
bar. Oh. Uh, okay. So they must love what it. See? <laughs> all right. So Ask him where else you can still buy beer. All right. We're out. And then you can buy beer someplace else. Michael, stop talking. Yeah, sorry. We're out in 90 seconds. And uh, I want to, if people want to find out more information about you guys at Sierra Nevada, tastings where they can find your beer, the types of beer they can find at locations, I'm sure everything's available online. www.sierranevada.com. You guys are also a great follow on Twitter. I love your guys' Twitter account. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're getting pretty good with it. Yeah, you really yeah. are. So uh, kudos. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, man. Great to see you as Thank always. You. And uh, uh, again, tip of the cap to you guys for your relief efforts uh, for the for the wildfires. Always a pleasure California. to be here, guys. You got it. Uh, Tom, this, this weekend, two tastings, Friday and Saturday, sir. Yes, it's officially summer. Come out, get some beers. We're going to go grilling. We're going to have some fun. There's going to be tastings all weekend long. Do you think it's going to be busy next week for you guys for the 4th uh, of July? I think yeah. we're going to do an and awesome hot. job getting in and out and getting what you need. <laughs> nice. So everybody is welcome to come in. And are you open? Are both, both stores uh, open 4th of July? Yes. We, we'll we'll uh, take some time off when we're dead. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're open uh, July 4th from 10 to 10. Nice. Wow. Yep. Not I, slowing down. Regular hours, A 19.2 can is called a stove pipe. FYI. Look I like that. that. Yeah. Rivers, you're the best, baby. You're such it's a nerd. Time. That's why I love you. <laughs> Uh, If you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast and find it online at scorenorth.com. For Sierra Nevada Brewing and for our friends at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, that's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will chat with you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.